Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Psychic Symposium. I am your host, Brandon Hauser, the Dream Teacher, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. A little bit of a different show today, uh, as we have a psychic panel with us. I have a, a beautiful network of psychics and spiritualists and people that I personally like connecting with. I feel like it's important that in any uh, work or passion field that you study or are engaged in, it's important to network with people of like mind uh, in a world filled with so many different people, so many uh, different interests and professions and situations. It's important to connect with people that kind of rest or reside in a similar vibration as yourself. I do feel the inverse of that is important as well, getting to know people that are opposite, but for the sake of harmony uh, and the symposium effect, uh, bringing other spiritualists in, uh, felt like the absolute right thing to do and to gather us together to really open up conversation. I, I will say, um, as a little bit of a, uh, an insider perspective here, when I personally, you know, as a psychic advisor, as a spiritual person, uh, clinical hypnotherapist, engaging with people of like mind in this realm especially really generates some interesting conversation. I can sit on the phone for hours and hours talking with people uh, about all these, you know, high frequency ideas, these spiritual concepts, these beliefs, these predictions, uh, all types of feelings and emotions. And many times it's come to the attention that these conversations should kind of be out there in some way. For others to be able to hear, I mean, there are golden nuggets of information, wisdom, advice, truth that really come out. And I wanted to let you all in on this. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my first guest here. Uh, it's going to be uh, Psychic Medium Catherine. Hey there, Kathy. Are you there? I'm good. Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Hey, good, good, good. Thank you for being here. So if you could just, I know you've been on the show before, but just give a little introduction of yourself 
um, and what it is that you do in this, this spiritual field. Sure. Uh, so I am a psychic intuitive medium. Uh, one of my main things that I really enjoy doing and one of the things that um, I, I think I'm really good at <laughs> is I like to be able to look into the energy surrounding a person or their situation and looking into how we can help somebody especially reach their goals or um, if they have a particular project or maybe they're looking for a relationship whatever it is that they're looking for is to look around that energy and see what we're picking you see what I'm picking up basically as to how to help them achieve what it is that they're looking for uh, within not only themselves currently but into the future beautifully said I think that's important to look at all these different aspects you know of well, one yourself, of course, you have to do this stuff for yourself, but doing it for a client, helping them get into those different realms. Sometimes, you know, amidst that emotional chaos, they don't necessarily uh, have an objective. They can't look at things objectively, right? You know, they're they're absolutely surrounded in that swarm of emotion. And so to be that voice, it really is invaluable for people. Absolutely. And especially if you can help them clear out some blockage, you know, blocks that they have that are preventing them from moving forward. And also, too, is one of the things that um, along with that realm of energy is I'm really good at like the law of attraction. And and so looking into that energy is where are you what, what are the blocks that are preventing you from attracting the things that you really want to attract within your life? Absolutely. That's a huge part of it as well. I, I think they're almost symbiotic. They go hand in hand, the, what you're attracting and what you're hanging on to, which in turn can be something that you need to let go of in order to attract what you're trying to bring into your life. So exactly. I definitely see that symbiotic nature here. And it's important to address both. It feels like a full or wholesome, like well-rounded reading. So that's beautiful. Uh, so we're going to introduce our next guest here. Uh, that is going to be Dionysus. Hey there, Dionysus. Are you there? Hey, I'm here. Hello. Hi, welcome. So if you could just introduce yourself a little bit about you and, and why you found yourself in the spiritual field. Okay. Um, well, my name is Dionysus. For the listeners out there, it's not like a like a handle is my birth name, um, just to get that out the way. Um, <laughs> um, I don't necessarily identify as a psychic or an intuitive or a medium or any of the several hundreds of different titles that are out there. I just identify as a being that has happened to fulfill several of those different roles, such as that of a psychic or an astrologer or a teacher or what have you. But <laughs> I will say I'm most closely identified with being, I guess, like a spiritual philosopher, if you will, and maybe like I a teacher. That. Um, and, you know, so I guess um, at some stage of my life, I think around when I was 19, like I, I gave lots and lots and lots of readings. So, so I did act, as I said, as a psychic and I would do readings and, um, <clears throat> you know, um, it was amazing. It was fun. I just love to give people readings. I love to, and, and what I mean by readings is, you know, I would basically just assess the quote unquote intangible or emotional atmosphere surrounding whoever it is that I'm speaking with um, and 
basically just pick up on their energy and then just tell them what I feel about them and all the different aspects of their lives and just basically help them in that way um, to have a greater sense of clarity about themselves, their lives, and so on. Um, but I guess lately I've just, I guess I've just been really learning how to engage in the real world, you know, as a quote-unquote the material world, the professional realm, and, you know, really engaging a part of my life that I've really neglected, um, <clears throat> whereas being quote-unquote psychic or sensitive is just kind of like a byproduct of just who I am, you know, I've just always been sensitive. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to bore you guys because I really don't like to identify as anything in particular, <laughs> but, you know, um, I do feel like if there's anything that I want to impart upon others or teach others, that would be how to be their most authentic self, like how to be genuine and um, and how to just be honest, truthful. And, and so, you know, if there's anything you're going to get from me, it's that. So I love that. That's, it. That's a beautiful thing, I think. Um, but I want to, you open up some interesting question here, and I can feel some of the listeners engaged in this thought and this idea of what it even means to be authentic. Like, I think you hear it thrown around a lot, especially lately, um, that, you know, you need to be true or you need to be real and uh, live your live your authentic self. I, I think it can even be casually thrown as like a, a bumper sticker phrase, you know, where uh, people kind of mm-hmm. latch onto the idea. So why, why do you, you both feel that it is important to be authentic? Why not live the masks or ideas of other people? Why, why should anybody be authentic? Hmm. I think, well, first we have to define what authenticity is. So, I guess that's a good place to start, you know. What is authentic? What is it to you, actually? <laughs> We're going to do a role reversal when, here. I'm asking you a Yeah, question I'm all about it. All about it. <laughs> when I think about being authentic, I, I feel that it's living in the truest, most true expression of yourself and who you are, which entails your own thoughts, your own ideas, your own feelings, your own goals and ambitions, versus somebody else's imposed influence of ideas, thoughts, feelings, etc., onto you. So when I think of somebody who's inauthentic, to understand authentic better, I think of somebody who is living out someone else's ideas of what it means to be a person. Um, it, it's somebody who either through unconscious impression or through willful conscious action, they're trying to be some other person other than themselves. And so this is where I feel it gets a little bit diluted because as a human person, we're constantly, you know, we grow up with nurturers, caretakers, whether it's parents, guardians, whomever, who impose ideas on us already of how the world should be or how we should be. But I think that this is more speaking to what internally feels right specifically for you if you were to function as an independent person an independent Mm -hmm. being to follow those internal feels 
and, and, and pools that you get to engage with in the world. So I think authenticity means your most raw, honest, truest self that is expressed out to the world. That's, that's what I would say. I feel, too, is that we see that in authenticity within relationships. And I think that that, um, you know, and as a reader, you know this, Brandon, we see this all the time, where somebody is following somebody else's goal or not allowing themselves to be vulnerable to the possibility of even following their own goal. And they get so lost in somebody else's dreams or visions um, that they're not allowing themselves to express themselves to that other person. And then this is where we see the uh, disintegration of, am I saying that right? (laughs) I'm probably using my own words here, but um, (laughs) my own (laughs) sister. But that's where we see relationships break up. Right. Is because one person is growing or not following their own vision, their own goal. Or we have, uh, you know, somebody that is suppressing that other person's, uh, you know, um, ability to grow. And and, you know, we see this both, you know, within the feminine energy and the male energy, whether or not they're male or feminine or male or female, but it, it is within that. And you have to have that good balance within yourself. And a lot of people are too scared to achieve that dual balance within themselves. Yeah, it's because they get, well, in my personal opinion, I feel like they get lost in love. And love really can be blind sometimes, you know, when we want to feel that state of emotional connection with somebody. That love, love has so many different words or ways of being expressed. There's so many different types of love that's out there. And so that's why I, I get upset with the English language sometimes that with all the uh, words that we have that mean so many different things and can mean the same exact things, like how do we just have one word for this emotion of love? <clears throat> I, I think that when we, when we do follow those internal feelings of love and we don't listen to our own internal emotions and how we feel, oftentimes, you know, we have found with our clients that, they're suppressing, like you said, a whole part of themselves for the sake of, you know, maybe they're with somebody who could be a steamroller, you know, and doesn't give mm-hmm. them their voice or that power. And so they end up suppressing that sense of themselves and then living out that other person's idea of who they should be because they just want to be loved. So exactly. it's, it's, it's almost a, that's a definitely a double-edged sword because in a way, they are being authentic because they're authentically trying to live love, but they're not being their most authentic or natural self. So they kind of get lost in that whole, you know, almost coagulation of all these wounds and feelings and ideas of what love is or what it should look like. But I think that goes back to my original argument as well, that it is the deepest innermost feelings that haven't been imposed on you. And I think what happens often with people in relationships who find themselves in an inauthentic relationship are living what their parents or guardians impose to them of what love looks like or what it should be. And so when they live that out, they're repeating all those cycles from the past. So 
in that sense, I, I feel that you're right, Kathy, that it's not fully authentic, you know, that they are living out somebody else's idea um, of what right. any of that should even look like. And a lot of times, too, think, is, you know, people mistake that, you know, like, it, I mean, to some degree, I guess, it, you know, it, somebody could take that and go, well, they're saying, you know, oh, well, you know, love is BS or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> but what people aren't realizing is that, you know, to truly love you and, you know, it's so, 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 so cliche, but in order to really truly love that other, you have to find yourself too, because if you're just walking the surface and not allowing yourself to be vulnerable and finding yourself and actually knowing who you are, yes, you can love, um, but you're not genuinely loving, I guess that, that that's the way I look at it, you know, to some degree. I love this perspective. It reminds me, it takes, of course, I filter everything through astrology in my mind. <laughs> and <laughs> when you had brought up, both of you, I think it's so interesting what you brought up. You, um, I can't remember now which one said what, but <laughs> um, <laughs> one of you guys had mentioned how, you know, you, you feel that, you know, being inauthentic has a lot to do with, you know, taking on the values of someone else you know, mm-hmm. in your life. And for me, that reminds me of the planet Venus in astrology. Venus is the planet of quote unquote love. Um, it's also the planet of socialization. And it's, and also this was one key thing you said, uh, you didn't say this word, but you, in so many words, it's accommodation. And mm. so in a, when we seek to accommodate other people and sometimes we lose ourselves you know, we're not always given the opportunity to be true to ourselves because, for instance, in our culture today, you know, millennials, you know, with let's just use makeup since we're talking about Venus, the planet of beauty, aesthetics, and so forth. With makeup, you know, a lot of quote unquote, we'll use females in this case, seek to accommodate the other individual's perception of beauty, and they they do so by making themselves up to appear as something that honestly is not actually genuinely the way they appear. It's a superficial (laughs) cover used to accommodate the other. So once again, you are giving yourself up, your genuineness, your natural appearance, your natural state, you're giving it up. You're letting go of that authentic, natural way of being or the way you were born in order to appear as something else to accommodate the other, usually for the sake of attracting another person so that they can fall in love with you. <laughs> and Absolutely. that is all the realm of Venus, and it makes so much sense. So for me, there's two different planets that are, you know, most planets, they have uh, opposite planets that Basically, the, the planets in astrology are just celestial symbols that represent some aspect of our life. And so Venus is a planet of love and beauty and superficiality in a negative sense, whereas Pluto is the opposite planet. And it's about, well, we'll say this. If Venus is about covering yourself uh, on a physical level with, let's just say, makeup, Pluto is about being bare, like wiping off the makeup, tearing off your clothes (laughs) and just being completely naked and 
I don't know. That's that's really interesting. I think that you know a lot of people are free to be bare. They're free mm-hmm. to be naked. They're free to go out. Uh, what do they call it? What do they call it now? Those um, makeup free selfies. They're afraid to do that nowadays. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> no one wants to walk outside without any clothes or without any makeup oh, yeah. or you know whatever Hashtag it no is filter. that they use. Yeah. No yeah. filter. Exactly. People <laughs> need the filter. Venus filter makeup. Pluto, mm-hmm. no filter, naked, bare, genuine. You know, I think we, uh, you know, humans, I don't know why, but we, you know, a lot of us, you know, we're, we're taught to cover our imperfections or quote unquote imperfections or flaws. And I feel like that culture, that, that impossible reality that a lot of humans seek is the reason a lot of people have lost their sense of authenticity and maybe they don't even know, maybe they think they're being authentic, but they're not, not really being authentic. is It's deeper than the physical level. It's something that stems from within on the spiritual level. So, you know, what's funny is as you were saying that the first thing I actually thought of is over this last year or so, I really become to know myself. Like I've really gone in and, and really stripped away a lot of my own false identity, I guess. And, and it was funny as you were talking about makeup, because there used to be a time where you couldn't get me to go to the corner store if I wasn't all done up. (laughs) 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 But now I'm, I, I don't care. And it's not that I don't care. It's not that I, you know, I look like the, well, I'm sure there are times I probably look like a bag lady, but I'm just, you know, but in general, (laughs) but but in general, it's not such a, oh, this hair has to be exactly in place. I don't have to, you know, uh, stand in this position to make myself look like this. Like, you know, it's just a difference that you, you start to remove those layers physically because you have gotten more confident internally. Right. And yeah, and I've really noticed that, you know, within myself. And like I said, as as I'm begin to, you know, strip down, you know, all of these masks or barriers or blocks that I had, I become more authentic externally as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, we're all addressing something that is an internal feeling. And so if in that day, you know, you want to put on some concealer and eyeliner for yourself because you, you're representing the way that you feel inside by right. doing things in addition to how you look on the outside, I feel like there's a little bit of a difference than what Dionysus was mentioning is that I'm going to look this way so I can attract somebody else, so I can accommodate them to feel more mm-hmm. comfortable or open with loving me or accepting me. There's a definite difference i think oh there's a huge um, difference and now i do it for me not not exactly to, right it, it's like because i want to present myself in a way motivation but it's for me. yeah yes exactly yeah. i think that's one of the common denominators here that we're all hitting on in our different expressions of what we see as vulnerable is that it's that internal feeling that that bare stripped nature where you're not putting on this, you know, bow and feathers and what have you, you know, for <laughs> anyone else but yourself. And I think that's what's really beautiful about the the eclectic nature of uh, social uh, connection and seeing people now at the axis of Internet almost everywhere 
seeing the different ways in which people like to present themselves, what's different in different cultures and, you know, what can be adapted and shared throughout different worlds and cultures and continents and things. I think that's a a beautiful thing because it is helping people to find more um, minute or even thorough, uh, complete ways of identifying themselves in the same notion though, People have so many options now that they're getting lost. They're getting completely lost in the sea of who in the hell am I? Who should I be? Who's going to accept me, you know, for, for who I am? I think at, at any time that you add options like that, you, you get both. You get um, a lot more identification, but you also get a lot more uh, lost in that sea. So I, I, I think it's a – there's something – deeply beautiful about this this quote-unquote real hashtag no filter uh, movement that's happening is because it is allowing people to get more comfortable with being different and being themselves but what I'm seeing now though and I'm not sure if you <laughs> if either of you have seen this but there seems to be this strange um, spiritual movement with people and I say strange because it feels like every, a lot of people are hopping onto like a bandwagon. Does that make sense? Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's popular to be witchy or mm-hmm. it's popular to, to embrace some sense of, I don't know, something that's uh, very deeply spiritual in nature, but they, they turn it into something that's almost like a, a mask or a cover for bad behavior. You know, you see the memes mm-hmm. that's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm just a bitch, and you're going to have to accept it that way. <laughs> exactly. So, in one sense, I feel like this – Exactly. In one sense, I feel it's great that awareness is being generated, but in the other, it's almost like it's being used in, a, in a, another cover-up, another mask, another um, – you know, layer of adding on, you know, let's just say, use the makeup reference, another layer of makeup that, you know, people can't see the full you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel that this is, how do you feel that this is kind of affecting the quote unquote spiritual field? Is it helping or is it hurting? I think it's hurting. Um, I think it's great that people are starting to open themselves up to spirituality because really that is ultimately our goal too, right? Like to help somebody not only open themselves up to themselves, but also, you know, to allow different um, ideas to come in. And and that one of those ideas is spirituality, because no matter what your belief system is, is ultimately having a faith of some sort. And that doesn't, I'm not talking religious or anything like that, but whether it's faith in yourself, is going to help bring your true self out. However, I think that when it's coming down to the fads and the trends, the problem is, is that, and uh, I, you know, I hate to say this because it can be insulting and I hope that nobody takes it insulting, not none of you, neither of you two, but I mean our listeners. But the problem is, is that there's so much, ingenuine information out there and there are people that as we've all encountered you know that are using the 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 term spirituality to scare people into things that 
is not necessary within their life. And whether that be, you know, somebody who's focused on demons around somebody or negative energy or, you know, um, or, or even just actually giving them false information in regards to um, whatever an issue that somebody's coming to them about, whether this is relationships or career or something like that. When we're, there, there's there's so many people that aren't completely genuine with themselves, but they're giving information to others that they maybe shouldn't mm-hmm. be at this particular point in time. That can be extremely damaging to another human being, and that's what we have to be responsible for, and we have to be accountable for. And um, and so when we go into this term of this, you know, this fad or these trends, well when people are in a place of desperation, we will turn to whoever we feel, you know, if somebody says, well, I, you know, I do tarot cards, let me do a reading. Oh, great. You know, because they're in such a place of desperation that they run to them. And the problem is, is that the information that could come from these people could be severely damaging. And if the, and especially, you know, like we've, we've all seen those tarot readers. Well, I can do read tarot cards as they're reading through the book. You know, like, oh, it's on page 57. Uh, It says, you know, this is, this is not being, this is not being helpful. And that's that, and that's where the problems start coming in. I, that's that's just my opinion. (laughs) That's a pretty big one. Um, Especially if you, I mean, that would be like hiring a, lawyer who read how to be a lawyer for dummies you know right that's exactly it and expecting them nailed it down yes and you keep seeing this and you keep seeing this and we have more psychics and readers and all of this stuff than we've ever had in our lifetime you know but the problem is is there's that you know we've got the gypsy you know caravan style or we've got people that are truly spiritually enlightened and are only there to guide you. And they're not giving you a direct answer. Maybe, maybe it's, yes, you're going to be in a relationship. No, you're going to, but let me guide you through to where you want to be. But, you know, we, we've got everything going on, but we have to be careful about who it is that we're going to, to help us guide our lives. Absolutely. So I think these two questions really have opened up uh, a really important topic for us to discuss, which is what is what makes an authentic psychic or spiritual advisor, and what is the inverse? What's the inauthentic? Because if we're all involved in this realm in some way, we've all seen, you know, the the person who has made claims of being this. 800th generation, whatever, you know, <laughs> ready to, 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 you know, create your future for you and, and, and tell you everything that you would never even know. It's, it's a little nerve wracking, you know, to see that um, they are giving advice to people. And I'm not even going to address the whole issue of, of money or exchange. I'm just speaking right. on the yes. fact of, giving these people advice and, and them listening. What do you think, Dionysus? I think, first and foremost, it comes down to being authentic with yourself, 
I think authenticity, it's a little bit more than just being yourself um, without considering any influence from another. It's also about being aware of who and what you are and being able to acknowledge and understand what you are and who you are and what you aren't. And and so that's a, that's number one. Now regarding being an authentic psychic, I don't know. I mean, it's it's so different for everyone, you know. I mean, it's just the experience is going to be different for everyone. But I think first and foremost, it comes down to not giving yourself a title such as Akashic Record Reader <laughs> or, you know, um, what are they? That, that's just one that kills me. But there's there's so many other titles and claims and names that I've heard. I think first and foremost, you shouldn't reach. You should delve within. Just as Kathy was mentioning earlier, she was her own um, uh, textbook. She opened herself up and read mm. the contents of Kathy, you know what I mean? And that is amazing because she wasn't reaching for the stars or the cosmos or another dimension or the Akashic records and trying to read some book that probably no one can read um, in the way that they think mm. they can. I think that, <laughs> you know, it comes down to recognizing what you are, what you have. You know, for me, I've always noticed, oh, okay, I'm around this person, I don't, you know, or I'm I'm walking into this room. I feel like crying now. I'm super uh-huh. sad. I look over, somebody right next to me is like crying that I didn't notice, and so I'm picking up that person's emotions. And then, you know, the next instance, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I need to go play the lottery, and then I win right then and there. You know, for uh-huh. me, a series of these events have occurred and have validated for me enough of an awareness that, hey, I'm picking up on cues, hunches, intuitions that, you know, I can't really explain in any other way, but as something psychic. And so for me, of course, I wanted to read and learn more about what I was experiencing, but I guess I didn't say, oh, I didn't read about empaths and then decide to call myself the ultimate, you know, master level empath. I already had those experiences, you know, as someone that is very empathic. And then I found the word to match my experience. And so then it would make sense for me to use that as a title in my psychic work, you know? And so I think that's the key to being authentic is to first look within what about you, Kathy? Uh, uh, oh, what was the question? I'm sorry, I was just listening to you talking. Um, what, <laughs> well, yeah, I know I go on and on and on. I have to reel myself in. So, um, I, I, I was well. What Brandon asked was, what do you think makes uh, an someone an authentic psychic, and then the inverse? What would make someone an inauthentic psychic? Like, what's your your view? Okay. Well. Um, I guess the best way to put this and the first thing that popped into my head is because I did um, a lot of uh, paranormal work, we actually dealt with a lot of medium psychics, all of this, you know, stuff. Right. And Mm -hmm. um, I found that the people that were 
inauthentic, were the ones that were very cliche. They were very catchphrasey, um, but they weren't really giving any genuine information. Um, it was more, okay, what sounds good to this person and how can I cover up the fact that I have no idea what I'm talking about and let's stick this into a bunch of key phrase, catchy kind of words. Um, but I feel, <laughs> <laughs> and we dealt with that a lot. I love her. How come, I, I, I wish I'd met you sooner. You remind me so much of another one of my friends. I just love it. You're just so genuine. Love Thank it. You. <laughs> I feel welcome. like, you know, and then there's people that have, and there's nothing wrong with courses. I don't want anyone to think that it's not a good thing to take courses because I think that through those courses, we can learn something about ourselves, but I really don't yeah. like gurus. I guess I'm, I have an issue with like the word guru or, you know, somebody like, I'm just going to throw a name out, like, you know, Doreen Virtue, like there, you I mean, she had this huge following and, and all of this stuff, but it was almost like people weren't looking into what their own spiritual beliefs were because they were following what somebody else had to say. And there is going to be things along, you know, the terms of what a guru has to say or whatever it is um, that people are going to be like, Oh, I don't know if that feels very good, but she said it's got to be right. And I feel like a good psychic will give you the information, but also allow you to digest it and also be open to possibly the fact that the information that is coming um, like for me, for instance, like when I read energy, I read energy as, as, a, as a true being, okay? But um, I might get the main part of that energy, but I might not get, there might be times where I'm not going to get as deep within that energy, but only that person can understand what it is that I'm having to say to them in regards to that energy. I hope that that makes sense. But it's up to them to kind of work within their own spiritual self to get the main point of what it is that I'm reaching within that energy. I hope, oh gosh, I hope that made sense. I don't know if it no, did. That, no, it that makes definitely so makes sense. much sense. Yeah. Definitely yeah. makes sense because when you're and engaged in that moment, it's deeply personal. You know, what you're saying to one person will mean something completely different to another just based mm-hmm. on where they are currently within themselves, their own energy. And <clears throat> you're, when you're actively pulling that to you, you're not responding from a, a, like a quote-unquote catchphrase place like you were mentioning before. It, mm-hmm. You're responding from that deeply personal space of, hey, I'm holding space for you. I feel you. I feel this. And I'm, I'm saying this to you because you're going to understand it because you, you know where you are. I know where you are. And so, therefore, you know, whatever is coming through you, whether it's channeled or psychic or however you pull your information, it's, it's related directly to them. So, yeah, that, that definitely exactly. makes a lot of sense. Exactly, yeah. It just, I just feel like, you know, we can give the people the information, but we can't fix them. You know, we can fix them to a degree, but they also have to do that work within themselves. And I find that the false prophets, I guess is the best way to say it, don't allow you to really fix yourself. And yeah. maybe that's the ultimate, that's one of the ultimate signs. It, it makes me feel like this. A guru would never call themselves a guru. Never. Mm-hmm. A true right. guru. They would always consider themselves to be a student. 
sharing yeah. knowledge that they've passed on. Whereas in the spiritual community, we have lots of guru master prophets that mm. deem themselves to be such. And I think that is a telltale sign. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I know a lot of them. (laughs) And I know you guys know a lot of them too. (laughs) I feel that we have to be open to information all the time. You know, like we're, we're never, I mean, until we're actually passed over, we don't know. (laughs) You know, we, (laughs) we we know so much, but we don't know, we don't know at all. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even doing the paranormal work, I mean, you know, I, I probably have 10 different theories that I'm pretty sure of. (laughs) (laughs) All 10 of them. Wow. (laughs) And any one of those 10 could be a possible reality. Exactly. But until I'm actually there, you know, in, you know, a hundred years or so, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I won't, you know, I I don't actually know. Right. So, I mean, we, that's, you know, that's basically what it comes down to, right? Is we, we are always learning. We are always learning. And I mean, you know, just in doing, doing these shows with Brandon, I've learned a ton, you know, even talking to you tonight, I've learned a ton. Like, you know, you're just, you're constantly open. You're constantly receiving, you're constantly allowing and you're, you're constantly learning. That's beautifully yeah. said. But, so beautifully said. Oh, God, I, I love that. Stop it. <laughs> Get out of my head. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. No, thank you. I was you. doing this earlier <laughs> with, my, with my nephew on the phone. We were talking about, we were talking to like the Google, uh, the Google, I don't know, Google Home or whatever it was. And we were naming off animals that we wanted the Google to imitate and make the sounds of. And him and I just kept saying the same ones like over and over. I'm like, Oh man, this is really cool. I love this. My little nephew, like six, seven years old. And he's just right away tuned in. Is that the, I love that. The one that's a cancer or is that a different one? Yeah. He's got so much water in his chart. I, I mean, know. Almost every yeah, yeah. planet is in a water sign. It's, it's quite beautiful. I'm definitely influencing him to, follow the the artistic and creative vibes uh, that he has. And so this is why I love, here's another great reason to even follow some sense of spirituality or at the very least astrology. When I get him gifts, I look at his chart and I'm like, okay, what does he resonate with? What does he, you know, um, what, what sinks his interest? Where does his mind go? Where does his heart, where does he get inspired by? Uh, one of the biggest ones I like looking at for people uh, when giving gifts is the uh, North Node or Venus placement. Uh, those things yeah. I, I really like. Obviously, something that they'll value, but I also like something that can inspire them. You know, inspire the the internal version of self, the soul, if you will, to grow or do something great or, or you know just be a, a, a highest version of themselves. That's one of my uh, major things that I love doing when I have somebody's chart and if I'm giving gifts, like uh, that's a that's a big one for me. There's so many okay. different ways. I, I think I, I think spirituality can help people, and honestly, all of it, all the things that we've been talking about, all seem to have their roots in going within the self to really know what's 
in there? What's within you? I think we're in a place in human history where we're still so stuck on what is outside of us. And I think that as humanity continues to grow and hopefully evolve, this is the space that we're going is getting into that internal aspect of self and what feels real. Just like Dionysus said, stripping away all of these things and getting to a state of almost rawness. And that's something that people are honestly afraid of. I think Mm -hmm. we're so attached to all these masks and these ideas that once we let them go, oh my God, who am I? (gasps) Who am I? I wonder how many people have asked themselves even, who am I? I know I did. You know what it is? Quite a bit. A lot of people, I, I think, see, life is about balance. It's just a balancing act, everything, because we happen to have been born into this experience of duality or polarity. And so, essentially, I just think we're, we're doing it in reverse. And, it, you know, damn it, we, we are physical beings. We, you know, we can't help, but, you know, <laughs> live our lives in a physical way. And so when we see people, you know, the face, the, you know, a lot of people, when they look in the mirror, they see the outside. They don't see what's within themselves because, you know, you can't. <laughs> and, you know, not without the help of like a microscope, x-ray and all that stuff. And that stuff is gross anyway. So I get it. I get why most humanity doesn't want to look on the inside. I get it. But <laughs> the point I'm making is that, you know, I think that going back to that makeup reference, I'm loving that right now, Um, you know, we, stereotypically speaking, we allow ourselves to define who we are within based upon what we paint on our faces on the outside. Whereas it should be the other way around. You should delve within and then utilize the physical resources such as makeup to paint a reflection of who you are on the inside. And so, you know, it, it's not that you don't shouldn't wear makeup, as we kind of mentioned earlier. It's just that your makeup shouldn't define who you are on the inside. Your makeup should yeah. reflect what you are. I love that. And be an extension of your inner essence. So that's, that's all yeah. I wanted to say there. I truly love that. You know, it was funny because you had mentioned human history and I just, (laughs) and it's funny because we actually have reverted so much, you know, as to, I mean, I think we're starting to open up now, but um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched this or not, if you ever get a chance, but yeah, you know, it's on YouTube and it's called the human history movie and it's on spirit science. I don't know if you ever guys have ever seen spirit science, um, I love their stuff, yeah, but like they have the science. human history movie and it's about an hour long, but it is amazing. And you really see how we've reverted, you know, kind of <laughs> gone back into these shells as opposed to what really we were supposed to be. It is, I love them because they, they have, um, they actually give references and, you know, they don't, um, you know, they always say, if you want to look into this more, here's the reference for this particular topic that we're talking about. But the human history movie is just amazing. Yeah, I like those little oh, things that they do. I like spirit there. science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like, 
I like the work that they do. I've I've followed them for a while. I think I can't remember his name. I wish I could give him credit where it's due, but uh, Spirit of Science is the 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 best way to find that tag. There's a guy that does it. I can't remember his name. There, yeah, you know what the uh, interesting part is is when they first started. I I think that he's kind of the main face of it, but. <clears throat> The part that I like is because we were talking about gurus, and one of the things that I really like about the spirit science is because they made it into that cartoonish style, is that it didn't give, it wasn't one person, but it was actually a collective of people originally who kind of put it right. all together, and I love that. And I think he's sort of on his own. I, I don't know. I'm following him on Instagram. I see him talking more now. I don't know his name either, um, but. Um, you know, they at some point they were sort of a collective, which I really liked. So it wasn't one person receiving accolades for all of the, you know, like it wasn't the guru style, I guess, if that makes uh, any sense. Yeah. No, yeah. it totally makes sense. I think there are really good resources that are out there. And I think it's almost sad that you have to like use your intuition to figure out who's the best intuitive for whatever, you know, is necessary. It's like a, a double-edged sword. So maybe um, I, I kind of want to open up the calls here uh, and see if, you know, we can okay. connect with some people and help them out. But in a few words, um, do you, do either of you have any good resources or references that you can refer people to to learn more about this stuff, um, you know, what, in whatever field or, or whatever focus. What's a good place that people can go? I think spirit science would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sage Radio, maybe. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> or Sage Advice Radio. That could be an option as well, I'm just saying. Oh, I would <laughs> I've heard of that. them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What do you I, think, I would actually Kathy? I would refer what are your to spirit science. Oh, sorry? Yeah. Oh, I was asking oh, the same question. What are you what resources would you refer? Yeah, I, I would act like honestly, um I, I really like spirit science because of the way that they go about things, do you know, doing that the whole thing and it starts you off slowly. Like, you know, I think it's you know, crystals and, you know, just different things, right? But explains it in a in really good style. I think that that's a really good resource to, you know, especially for somebody, but I was going to say just the beginner, but to be honest, I, I still learn stuff. So, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, See, and that's what makes you a real guru. i would actually also say um i i geez i I wish i could remember her name but i really like um abraham you know if they look up uh abraham up on youtube it is um esther well gosh I, I, i wish i could remember the name um it's just not popping into my head right now but i'm sure if they just typed in abraham she would esther hicks that's who it is I like a lot of uh, her, um, the channeling that she does, because again, it comes from the collective. I like channeling. It's really interesting to, to observe Mm -hmm. and to feel around you. It's such a, it's such an otherworldly feeling when you see somebody genuinely channel something. Um, It's like, I think the difference to spot maybe for the listeners trying to decide if somebody is real and authentic channeling or not 
when somebody is authentic, Charlene, you can feel it around you. Uh-huh. You can feel the air change. You can feel your own mind come into this almost very opened, uh, the best way to describe it is like this universal space where you can just, you can just sense the, the I, I don't know, I, I want to say thickness and lightness all at the same time. And maybe that's the mm-hmm. point is that, that that dual natured energy kind of wrapping into one, the alpha and the omega, you know, um, kind of really sinking into your energy. You could just feel it. It's a, a definite feeling. Versus if you listen to somebody who's inauthentic, you might be thinking, your internal mind might be like, well, this person sounds kind of crazy, or these ideas are a little <laughs> bit too far out there, and oh, man, I'm supposed to soak my toes in what to connect with what? Yeah. Are you, what? I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> there was times when we could do, um, I used to do a lot of lectures for, you know, when we when I did do the when I did work with Edmonton Paranormal, when we did have this, and you know, we'd have open uh, you can hear where I get stuck on my words sometimes. So what I would do is if there was something information that I needed to get across, but I was like tripping over my own tongue. Uh, there was times where I would just stand aside, you know, physically or internally and let the channeling come through because all of a sudden your, your words, everything was changing and you knew what you were saying. It wasn't like I was blocked off. I could have stopped it at any time, but the words were able to flow out from my own spiritual team so that I wasn't um, tripping, I guess, or not getting across mm-hmm. the point of what it was that somebody needed to know. And it was more within the, again, the collective, you know, that I would do this, like in a group setting. And it, it was a fascinating experience. And people would say, you could just, where you were, you know, I remember some people telling me, you know, it was almost like this purple beam of white that you could just see or this purple aura that would just sort of surround you. And as soon as you were done saying what you had to say or the what your spirit team had to say, it just disappeared and you were back to where it was. But I could stop it at any time. It was just, it was easier for me to get across the information without um, looking for the words or stuttering or whatever it was that I was doing or being nervous, I guess. It was just, I'm just going to stand aside and let it flow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool state. I know I don't mean to uh, uh, throw you into the limelight here, Dionysus, but I know that a few of oh, no. you and I have spoke, and you are in a very open receptive state you've also spoken about different blends of colors and information channeling into you or through you what what is it like from from your personal experience that whole channeled state it's a definite state like it's something i can definitely identify you know i'm aware of when it's happening i feel like yeah, and that's so funny that you brought this up because I literally was thinking about the instances in which I've like gone into a channeled <laughs> state of consciousness and the times we've talked on the phone. I mean, it really, it I I do feel well. I wouldn't say I feel as conscious as maybe Kathy might be. Like I definitely sometimes go into a very hypnotic state and I don't even know what I'm saying at all. Like at all, I notice when I am more conscious of 
the process, I can sense a spiritual collective. I can't necessarily identify any being in particular, but there is a spiritual collective, some sort of, I don't know, just I'll call it a higher entity, for lack of a better word, that is blending with my, I guess, intangible or spiritual energy systems that I can't see, and I don't even know all of them. I guess some people call them chakras. And it automatically alters, like, my vocal tone. Like, it deepens and slows and then I don't know. You're the one that should remember what we, whatever I say, because I can't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, <laughs> like I, I don't know, but I know it's something wise and you know amazing. Um, but for me, I don't know. It's just I feel like I'm in a hypnotic state, and I know that whatever questions or spiritual concerns I have are being kind of answered from this collective entity. It's it does it's not that amazing really on the outside. It just seems like I'm like drunk and fall asleep really. <laughs> For <laughs> yeah. me at least. Yeah, I don't know. I think what's really important to note here with all this is that there are other energies or entities that can be connected with. And I think oftentimes we as humans that could be limited in our perceptions of, you know, the nature of the entirety of the universe. We, you know, we may be being influenced by things and just not being aware of it. I, I, I think that's a, again, a double-edged sword where, you know, are you being influenced by things of a higher energy, things that actually carry your vibration, or are you being influenced by things that are lowering you, lowering your vibration, putting you in difficult spaces? It's really, it can be interesting, but I think for a lot of people, scary to think about that they're being in some way uh, projected upon or influenced to make moves or make choices in their life. So for the people that may have these fears, what do you think is a good way for them to, in some way, take control of these unconscious energies you know that are happening around them be it another person in their life or perhaps a, an entity or a spirit or some kind of divine intelligence what can they do to mitigate that fear to make sure that they're not being controlled by something outside of themselves hmm. I think a simple answer for me would be for once would be to <laughs> you know, really come into an awareness of the intangible aspects of your makeup. I think we stress the tangible in this physical realm when we're not all tangible. Like our thoughts are not tangible. They're intangible. Our feelings are not tangible. They're intangible. They have physiological uh, or physically measurable Side effects, for instance, when you feel sad, tears come out of your face. That's typically how most people identify sadness. But that feeling is intangible, that feeling of sadness. Get in touch with the intangible aspects of who you are, and I'll save how to do that for another, you know, <laughs> another, another area of the show. <laughs> I would have to agree. Um, that would be 
that's uh, in aspect or in essence uh, part of my answer, which really is know thyself. When you know who you are, when you know all the things that make you up, and you really ask yourself some of these deeper questions, you, you, you are curious about your own personal motivations, your desires, your wants, your own goals, your internal feelings, how you perceive the world. When you know that well, you essentially can identify when something else is coming in and influencing you otherwise. I think we're all put in moments of our life to bring about some kind of change. You know, we are beings that do change, you know, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, just look at the simple one physically, you know, as we grow from infant to adult, there's obvious changes that take place. And then even from adult into older age, you do see, again, even more changes. So we'll always be influenced by something that is happening within us to change. But I think knowing who you are at your core, at your most authentic, and here's another reason to be authentic, you'll know if something else is trying to make its way into your life to change you know, the way in which you feel. And, and if it doesn't identify, it's just not going to feel right. Now, don't mistake that for uncomfortable because uncomfortable is an okay thing. You know, it, it can promote growth and foster some kind of um, movement forward, you know, into your own self. But something that doesn't feel right, it doesn't fit into space. I think we all know exactly what that feels like. Um, so, I think just keeping that in mind, knowing thyself, it really does feel like the best way um, to make sure that you're not being controlled or influenced by something or someone else. I love, think, I love that. I don't even know if I can really add anything to what either of you said, because truly you guys, I think really hit it on the nail. The only thing I think I would possibly add to that is that we do run from a place of ego um, a lot of the times we also run from a place of <clears throat> coming from the collective, but not always in the most possible way, <laughs> in the best possible way. And, you know, when we hear of different fads, I'm not going to get into the politic politics of stuff at the moment, mm-hmm. but that's where I feel like a lot of fad is coming through. Or, you know, if we want to put it into a different way, if we want to use that trendy word of sheet mentality, stop and just go, is this something that I truly believe in? Or is this something that I am following because this is the newest thing to follow? Um, And there's a particular little girl running around the world at this particular moment that a lot of people are following. (laughs) I can't because it feels genuinely wrong for me. But at the same time, you know, I think a lot of people have to stop and go, where is my thought process? And follow that. It's just because 800 other million people are liking something to be actually genuine with yourself. Stop and go, why am I not going with this? Or why do I feel that I have to go with this? Or why do I feel I have to follow this ideology? And that's what brings you into a state of being genuine. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the core of it all. It really is being in that yeah. genuine state. And I, I honestly don't feel that you can go wrong. I think 
there was something that was posed to me, and we're about to take some calls here, so I just want to let everybody know. Stay stay ready by your phones if you're in the, <laughs> the queue here. Um, something was posed to me that they, they, it was an idea, and I can't remember exactly who it was from, whether I had read it or I had heard it somewhere, but I've adopted it for my own self and belief. You know, there will never be another you. There will never be yep. you, who you are, with this name and this past and this birth and this genetic makeup and this experience and this future and these desires. All these things wrap into one. There will never be another you again. And therefore, what you do choose to do for that life is going to be right. It's the one and only. Yeah, sure, other people may be similar. Other people may have similar qualities or a similar past, but it will never fully be you. And so owning that and writing your own story and creating your life, really, that's all in your own hands. And I think that yeah. if you run into anybody, be it a psychic advisor or a teacher or a politician or a librarian or whomever that says that you need to be one way or another, I think it's time to take a look inside, run. see what truth. <laughs> really, in essence, just run away. But... Look inside, see if what they're saying. If you want to be polite about it, see what if they're saying is true and if it resonates for you. And if not, you know, then there you go. You can run away or just politely decline and say, no, thank you. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. I like that run. <laughs> I would run. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I love that. It's, but I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I'm just thinking of the memes now, where it's like that one song. It's like dance, dance, it's it, run, and explode the other way. Oh, I love that. Well, hopefully we won't force people to run today. Um, yeah, I, not I the caller. That... You guys don't run. We need you to stay. <laughs> <laughs> don't run. I, I would think that we're all coming from a genuine place. So um, we're going to take a few calls here. Um, if you are in the queue, uh, press the number one on your keypad to let me know that you want to be on air. If you're just listening in, you absolutely can. Uh, you don't need to press the number one. Or if you did, if, as soon as you got on, you can press it again to be removed out of the queue. But we'll take you as you have called in. So those that have been waiting here the longest, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you on first. Uh, this will be a little bit different as far as our reading, since there is three of us here. Uh, how do you guys feel about, uh, we'll, we'll bring on a caller. We'll have them you know, introduce themselves. And they can ask our question, or if they have any commentary, they can throw that in there. But I'm thinking, tell me if you agree or disagree, that if somebody comes on, let's kind of go based on the feeling of who's picking up whatever information is coming through, like right away. Um, and then we can interject as we feel different things with the caller. What do you what do you think of that format? We'll kind of go I'm by whoever is feeling whatever right away. Um, and we can just kind of jump in and, and say what we're feeling. Sure. I'm good yeah. with that. It's just a go with the flow. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I kind of go with the flow. Um, I want it to be a little bit less uh, uh, rigid as I have for my other shows just because it's a panel. You know, it's all of us coming together in one idea um, and essentially, you know, one goal here. So 
Uh, that's how we'll do it, callers. So um, let's keep it uh, nice and professional here. I think we're going to stick <laughs> away from uh, legal or medical questions. Uh, it just feels important to address that right away. So that way, um, a lot of people avoid this, and I think it's just important to do that on air. Uh, we don't we don't have to put all that information out for everyone to hear. Keep in mind, this is a public show, so um, let's stay away from legal and medical. And other than that, it's kind of free reign. If you have questions about your own spirituality or development or things that you um, aren't sure about uh, investing into or need to know or if it's a relationship or an aspect of yourself or absolutely here to help the deeper the better so we're, we're all very well equipped uh, to, to connect here at any depth that you can meet us with all right so first let's just kind of let us all synchronize in one moment everybody if you can do so and you're safe to do so go ahead and close your eyes and let's take in a nice deep breath together in through the nose hold that breath briefly and exhale, just allow your energy to become grounded right here in the present moment. Beautiful. All right. So we're going to take our first caller here. I will have you, um, I'll introduce you by area code, and I'll have you introduce yourself and where you're calling from. So our first call is going to be, again, thank you all for holding. We'll try to get to as many of you as we can. Uh, it's going to be, uh, 347 area code 347 you are live and on the air please tell us your name and where you're calling from today oh hi hello hi hi there oh hi this is Katie I'm calling from uh, uh, New York there Katie hi, Katie. hi. You. Um, I actually have like a um, I was going to see a conversation I have like a psychic attack or um, empath kind of question so I have this coat, right, like a really, really nice coat, and I, I, I wore it the other day, and this girl that I know, she, I guess she's a friend of me. I don't know what she is, but anyway, she was like, oh, I love your coat. I was like, thank you. And then the very next day, I wore the coat somewhere else, and the coat got messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and like... um. I don't know if I put it down, like I was playing games, I don't know if I put it down somewhere where it heated up or, like, it, it kind of, like, peeled, like peeled. So I'm going to have to, like, um, maybe, um, you know, like, cover it up with um, some patch, some patches or get it, get it covered or something. And I'm just wondering why did that happen or, like, was, am I not, like, was it, you know, was it some kind? I don't. I don't know. Mm, all right. Nobody feels anything initially. <laughs> I right away when I connect with this, it feels. It really has this blended energy of like spiritual and physical undertones to it. That's the first impression that I get. It. It reminds me of this almost like this manifestation thing where it feels like mm-hmm. I don't, when I, when I connect with what's happening, I don't feel like somebody had a specific vendetta or some entity or what have you had any specific vendetta for the coat, but it uh-huh. does feel like there's some kind of 
friction, friction-like energy thrown onto you in some way, the source of which I personally cannot identify, but it does feel like there's some kind of hand in something outside of self. Does that make sense? Like, I, I can feel that. So that was it the person who, who asked it, said, said, mentioned the code to me, had said something to the code to me? Kind of. That's what I sense. Honestly, I feel like it was more of like a compliment, like, oh, I like your coat, but like, there's just like a weird undertone to the coat. No, it was like, no, oh energy. my God, like, your coat is so nice. Oh, I like that coat. Like, maybe they mm-hmm. want it for itself, but I'm just wondering that I like, because I, was my energy not protected? Did I like, you know, how unconsciously. I want to say, um, Okay, so I think you kind of hit it on the nail because the first thing that came in through my senses was almost, again, going into the law of attraction. It was just something about, um, I don't know if you had some sort of, um, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the exact word and I'm not probably going to come up with it, so (laughs) try to excuse me, but I, I feel like, when she said that to you, there was some sort of, I don't want to say a resentment there coming from you, but it almost feels like a worry that you had passed on at that time. I I don't know if that makes any sense, but it was almost like a subconscious thought that you had thrown into where, do you have an issue with this person at all? Like, is there some sort of like underlying something with this, with this lady? No, um, we're, we're like, we, we both, no, like we knew each other when we were younger. We both dated like two friends. Um, but, but when I spoke to her, I mentioned another girl, her and the girl have friction. And I asked her, had she spoke to the girl? And she was like, no, her and the girl, maybe there's like a competition thing with all of us. You know? yes. well, I just felt like yeah. some sort of underlying resentment or some sort of underlying um, uh, energy, I guess, would be, the, would be the best way to say it, that when this, was, when this took place, that uh-huh. it was somehow put onto the energy, like onto, um, because the coat was a material thing, sometimes our energy can, um, you know, be transferable onto an actual material thing. So this is how I feel what was, and it was just a quick second. And, you know, and it's tough because I don't feel like we have to, you know, be 100% conscious of our thoughts all the time. But it just feels like the energy of maybe this, perhaps this third party was enough to bring on that transference. That, That was just the first thing that I picked up. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, honestly, I I agree. No, oh, I agree. Like, I agree. I've Go had ahead. an issue when, um, say, for example, I don't know what, like when I was younger, my grandmother, right? So she used to feed me and a couple of my other grandkids, other grandkids, but she wouldn't feed the other some other grandkids, right? right? So we would, she would call of us for dinner, but I would eat. We would eat in front of them, but they wasn't eating. They would just watch us eat. She would just say, "Oh, everybody coming for dinner." She wouldn't feed them. She would be like, oh, your mother cooked around the corner. So I feel like 
there was like either resentment or guilt that I had or mm-hmm. I was being fed it and they wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes I, like I'll sabotage myself or um, like I feel guilt. Of maybe I don't know if I feel guilt for having more than other people or something like you know what I mean, right? Something but that like is a that. block that you can also clear too. So um, yeah. that is one of the things that you know the the because it sounds like you're an incredible manifester. Okay, so basically, <laughs> <Am I? laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you can do that, yeah. <laughs> I remember I'm an empath and I absorb other people's yeah. energy. Right. So one of the things to really concentrate on and what you can do to help you in future situations, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, it's funny because I always start, I like to start off really, really basic when it comes to especially law of attraction manifestation. Is mm-hmm. you know, is watching something simple. Some, such as the secret, you know, um, again, uh, Esther Hicks is really good for this. Like, and, and yeah. she channels Abraham. Mm-hmm. This is something to kind of pay attention to, but instead of just like listening with your conscious mind, try to listen with your subconscious mind. And then, you know, even if you take, you, you know, cause really we can transfer, we can change our thought processes over in a matter of a couple of weeks where we're really making those um, deliberate changes to our energy and deliberate changes to our internal and external um, realms. So, you know, it's, it's just a matter of really being conscious of your thoughts for a couple of weeks, but then it will come automatically where you'll start recognizing those negative thoughts or those thoughts that you don't want to manifest into the material world. And you'll switch that over and you'll start, you know, it will just be a subconscious energy that just comes from you where you're manifesting the positive. Well, thank you. Do you guys have a thing like how you protect your energy from other people? Because that was a very nice coat. Now I'm going to have to like, I'm going to make it cute. I'm going to like, you know, bedazzle it or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going to blink it out. But but I want I don't want that to happen. I want to protect my energy. I'm very open. So, um Honestly, the best thing that can protect your energy truly is your thoughts. But um, But I don't think I was having a resentment thought. I wasn't having a thought. No. But the thing is, is changing our thoughts also protects you from other people's energy, you see? Because when our vibration is high enough, we actually Mm -hmm. do allow the energy of other people's vibrations into us. So basically, when you're at a higher energy and you're riding at a higher vibration – lower energies mm-hmm. automatically cannot reach you. And that's what, got you know, it. and that's right. And you'll I start noticing okay. changes within your life. And so people that have a lower energy, they just won't even come into your field. They, they, you won't even see them, right? And this is why, you know, a lot of people will say, kind of fake it till you make it. Like, you know, hang out with people that are talking on a positive level or money, wealth, you know, that sort of thing. Because when we're in those lower vibrational energies, we tend to, fall into them but when we're in a higher vibrational energy other energies that are lower than us they cannot reach us or at least they have a harder or at least we're able to dismiss them a lot easier right Right. and but you know there are some really good crystals like tourmaline is really good um okay yeah yeah i have have crystals yeah yeah yeah. i do have some crystals yeah i gotta we have them i do have them though Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I think uh, okay. an important part here is also 
I keep feeling that movement with these friendships needs to be made. I think whether it's pushing yourselves into, I don't know, higher vibrations like Kathy is saying, um, Mm -hmm. or quite literally cutting off from the connections altogether, whatever is going to feel most natural, but 100% these friendships need to move in some way. They've been stuck in some stagnancy of the past and repeating these cycles over and over again. And I think that they're yeah. starting to, and, and even now physically, uh, coming at your own drain, your own detriment. So it's definitely yeah. time to visit this, I think, and to see what value you are even giving each other. I, wouldn't, I would definitely um, challenge you to make sure you look at things from both aspects, but Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, what are you giving each other? Are you giving them anything positive or good? Are they you know what? Anything? I ran into her at Macy's. I went to go buy some Anastasia Brown stuff. It, I, I was <laughs> going to the register. And she called me over to her. Here we go with the makeup. Like, and I'm like, hi, <laughs> you know, hi, Nancy, whatever. And then we started talking. And mm-hmm. we started talking about different things. And then the girl, and then the other girl came up. But, oh, honey. That's the yeah. energy I don't like. Yeah. yeah, the other girl. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I got to clear. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but okay. Thank you. I was just like, why well, my coat got messed up? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I want to say this. It's so weird because when you first called, the first feeling I got was, but it just didn't make sense, was just drama with like friends and females in particular. It's so funny. And Honestly, I do not sense a positive energy. I do sense an energy that I don't like from that third party. And I do feel like that energy is what is affecting you and has affected things. And I do sense you getting mad. And you you seem very sweet. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Get us yeah. And I sense the energy. I hear you. I can hear your voice in my mind talking, like saying very specific things to one of your other friends, like, basically uh-huh. just saying like no you gotta like cut this person out of your life like you just you're just mad and there and I kept sensing that there's gonna be an issue coming up between you and another female and there is tension there is negative energy and I really feel like it's coming from that one person you already know it you're already intuitive but you confirm for me what I was feeling you put the words there so yes that's that's gonna okay. come up it's gonna happen so just mm-hmm. be careful with that person you know Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you both. You all so much. You you've said more than you know. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Have Katie. a great night. Good Thank luck. You, you too. Okay. Well, I hope she bedazzles the hell out of that coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cover up those peels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so weird. I didn't know. Like, I, in my mind, I wanted to just jump in with that, but I just was like, "That's just." I don't know, she has a question, you know, or when she first asked her question, I, it just would have seemed weird to mention what I felt. Like, just I say know. what you said, yeah. And, and uh, I At like first, that you gave her that. Until it makes sense. Because she was able to, like, explain yeah. that, you know, there is something that she feels outside of herself, like, and she was able to, to address that. So I, I was glad that you gave her that space. It's pretty cool, but a good confirmation for you nonetheless, which, you know, is always a good thing. I just felt that she them right off the bat, like there was something going on, you know, that was bringing up like from from somewhere, yeah. and it was like, yeah, where is this coming from? Okay, <laughs> there it is. I love it though. Beautiful question. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, let's hop on to another call here. Uh, we're going to go to area code 917. Thank you all for holding so much. Area code 917, you are live and on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from today. I cannot hear you very well. Do you have your phone on speaker or are you laying down? 917, are you there? Did you fall asleep? Yeah, no, I'm here. Um, oh, there you are. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hi. Oh, you sound so far away. It's definitely hard to hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you a little bit better. Way better. So much better. Oh, God. This is better than my landline. Oh, well. (laughs) This is even better. What are you doing now? What did you just do? That worked. Even better. But I'm holding it right in front of me, which I don't like to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It shouldn't be that way with speakerphone, right? Anyway, yeah. um, I'm What's here, your name? So Where are you calling from? Casey in New York. Hi, Casey. How can we help Hi. you today? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd like to know what you'll see ahead for me. I'm in um big changing point in my life. I was very involved with my partner. Uh, he passed away a few months ago. Oh. I've been in DC, but also my life is being going to be right and is radically different. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do with the rest of it. If there's a business I'm supposed to start or if I'm supposed to go back to a career I had tried many years ago or if there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. Honestly, the first thing I saw when you when you first asked like what are you what are your next steps? What what do you see for me? Unfortunately I saw you crying, sad, you're some semblance of you that my mind used as just a, you know, a, um, a substitute, but uh, I definitely just saw you sad. Uh, this is just one portion of what I see coming up, but the first initial stage was just you being really sad, upset about something, and it made me, and then I got the feeling that you are still healing. You are in a space right now. I think you're seeking distractions. Um, which is, is somewhat healthy, but I feel that, at, you know, based off of what you just told us, it's you are right now in a space where you definitely just need to find some sort of closure regarding what you experienced with your partner and allow yourself the time to fully immerse yourself in just healing and relieving the sadness that you still have inside so I think I don't know all the, the, the techniques or the things to suggest for you to, to do in order to heal but I don't think jumping into quote unquote distractions is the best first step because you have anger still that I can sense it's, it's real underlying um, uh, that you need to address it's like there's so many things that I think you just want to that you want to convey to your partner and get out you know that weren't completely addressed um that are just left over it's so heavy and deep i'm sorry just to hear you know i just want to add a little bit more to that as well 
Um, I, I also feel that w- there was some sort of restriction uh, for you while um, you were with your partner, like maybe that you weren't able to fulfill something that you had a desire to do or desire to, like, is that, does that make any sense to you? You mean having to do with him or myself? For yourself. Like there was something that restricted you uh, throughout your relationship. Like you maybe weren't able to express yourself in some way, whether this is artistic or, you know, creative or business or career-like. Like there was something that you had wanted to pursue. And I di- what, what, I'm, what I just keep getting is allow yourself to heal exactly uh, what, the, what was just said. But I also feel like it's time for you to um, take whatever it was that you maybe feel that you weren't able to look into or go deeper with and pursue it, like to just continue to move forward. Like basically allow yourself to be you now. Like it feels like there was a part of you that was, um, I want to say it was almost like a hobby (laughs) that maybe you weren't able to pursue. Does that make any sense to you? Um, I'm not sure. Unless you talk about uh, my spiritual um, pursuits, but I didn't think of that as a hobby. I don't really have hobbies per se. Okay. Okay. Well, just take some time. Like, I just feel like there's something that you needed to or that you wanted to. Um, it very well could be the spiritual part. I, I, It's not being shown to me. But I feel like what it was that you wanted to pursue at some point in time, it's time to do that. And whether it was, um, like you had said, start a business. Was there some sort of business that you were thinking about starting? Like something in particular? No. That's it. I don't have a clue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I have a little. I, I have see. a little insight in this here. Um, so, Casey, I just want to address here that first of all, what I'm being shown is that it's super important for you, just like um, Dionysus was mentioning, not to get involved with distractions. Specifically, what I'm showing is that don't latch on to any fake positivity. This, this is not the time for mm-hmm. you to like try and find something that's like your, your um, saving, mm-hmm. distracting race. It's actually really important for you to be in this little bit of a void state because what's important here are, and this is what Kathy was saying, is that there are emotions and feelings that are repressed or buried within you that have to get in touch and come with right now because there is a personal soul growth or a soul expansion and i think what kathy was saying here what i am at least i'm picking up or the way that i i I perceive it is that Mm -hmm. when you were in your relationship certain parts of yourself were sort of either pushed away or in a sense sacrificed for the sake of continuity and harmony of the relationship. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that it was the most, uh, I'll say convenient or the most harmonious for the time. And so now you're being fully met with the entire depth of your emotions, the entire depth of yourself. Just as we were talking, I'm not sure if you heard us in the very beginning of the show, that feeling of being stripped bare 
you are getting to a more authentic place for your own self and you're being met with all these emotions that have come with it. Specifically, what I'm showing is that you are to get in touch and in tune with these deeper feelings. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to be like nothing, you know, that you probably have experienced before, but it's going to be deeply revealing about your skeletal makeup. And when I say that, I mean all of the core components of who Casey is. And specifically what I'm showing is that all of this leads into solid communication with other people. I feel that you're going to be talking with other people, maybe even in a similar context as this radio show, where you're going to be helping others through their own emotional, whether it's traumas or transitions or movements, you're going to be finding a lot of personal benefit and inspiration to connecting with people on these deeply raw emotional natures. It reminds me of somebody who, you know, holds like a, a circle or a, a, a moment of guiding youth or, or, or people that are uninformed on how to make proper decisions. I feel you feeling people on a very deep level because of what you're going through now. That's why it's important not to jump onto those distractions, to really feel your emotions in their entirety. I know that there's a, a, a need to want to break away from them or not feel them anymore. But for you specifically, Casey, it's important for you to feel these things. One, because you're strong as hell. You have a, a strong demeanor. You have persistence and tenacity that pushes through life and pushes yourself through. I, I mean, I feel a whole different slew of situations from your youth to, to right now where you have been forced to endure things. I use endure very strategically. Um, and because of that, it's this tenacity that gets projected onto other people on how they can overcome their emotions. And what happens is you create this symbiotic space of healing for your own self and for other people. So the space you're in now is not the thing to run away from. Um, actually, I don't feel like there needs any running away from right now. It's allowing yourself to be in this space of pure emotion because there are many important things that are within that that you're going to garner for your own self. And then in turn, I feel you communicating these things with other people. It could even be uh, through writing a book. It, 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 it's something where you're going to get out communication that brings solidity and foundation to others and in turn brings it to yourself. It's a, a symbiotic connection and, and you'll see it happen. To add to that, I think that a big part of it is like, it feels like for me, there's an, emphasis that needs to be placed on family and revisiting old family wounds and I in my mind I'm seeing you maybe needing to interact with his family as well your ex-partner's family and that I almost see an instance of that giving you the permission to release some of the things you felt and to show emotion I don't know if it was because of a relationship or a lack thereof with your own mom that caused this there's like there is kind of what Brandon was touching on, like an emotional blockage that may have resulted from the, the, the situations you've had to endure in your life or due to a lack of that expression with your own mom. But I feel like, and maybe your family, maybe just had a lot of you know, challenges with your own family, but I feel like this experience is meant to allow you the permission to 
experience emotions, express them, to feel love, to be a little bit more vulnerable in that way, and to not have to be so strong all the time. You know what I mean? What do you think, Casey? A relationship with my mom, so I'm trying to relate to this. Um, I had a a relationship with my mom, and um, I also thought I had made peace with her. And, um, you know, I don't think I have anything left with my mother. uh, Unless quite. That's a good thing. I had a complicated relationship with my father, but I also feel that we kind of made peace. I saw him the day before he passed, and I have a feeling he was kind of waiting for me to come that day, and we had a nice visit, and and then he passed that night. um, I don't know. I have some residue from my relationship over the years with him that you're referring to, or was it reflected from my partner, I think that he had a lot of repressed emotions and I was always trying to help him to open up more and more. I mean, he, he claimed I he shared anyone else, but it still was a block. And I felt yeah. he had a lot of repressed issues with his own parents that he could not face. I think so sometimes... I don't know if that has to do with me. <laughs> Well, I think what happens, and I can tell you this even from experience, is that when we are connected with somebody in 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 such a way who is who you're we're intimately connected with, who happens to be suppressed or closed off to their own emotions, when we're working to help them open up and to to connect deeper within themselves, we can neglect our own self, you know, and and, and it's like all of a sudden we forget all these things that we needed to do for us. And perhaps this could be, you know, what uh, the the blockages, you know, that are coming up. And then all of a sudden old patterns may have uh, presented themselves. And maybe it's not so much the the actual relationship, more so than it is the internalized one, the internalized voice of each person uh, that's connected with. So I feel like what really is important, though, is just, revisiting all of the depths of your emotions. Um, Anything that wasn't able to be connected with for your own self while you were trying to have your partner open up and, and, you know, connect to deeper things, deeper emotions, or forgive people, that feels like a really big one for them. Um, It could have been, you know, your own self was lost in that space. So, Again, the universal, I I think the message from all three of us is really getting in deeper touch with all of those emotions. And for me specifically, again, what I kept seeing was that you're going to be communicating about the full array of these emotions in some way. Again, whether it's through written text, could be writing a book, it could be um, just holding group connections, seminars in some way, getting people together together to speak about these emotions. Specifically, I keep getting this vision of um, a bunch of birds in a tree coming together and and making all sorts of noise and being able to add to a conversation. Um, And it makes me feel like there's there's mutual understanding and rapport with each other because you've all been through something similar and the healing that does come out of that for all of you. Because 
Okay, and so what I'm being shown right now is that it's all about connection. It feels like for a long time you have been you have you've been forced to 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 create connection with people who were limited and now at this time in your life you get to see what it's like to feel almost unconditional connection where there aren't strings attached and there aren't hoops that you have to jump through where you can seamlessly flow with people and know that this is also something normal that this is a normal experience instead of that that feeling of forced or friction um, in the connections that you have with people it, it's it's like a lesson in learning how to seamlessly uh, connect with others without force without resistance it, it feels like that's the important message here because it does happen I mean it, it happens uh, for a lot of people you know that find themselves in similar uh, vibrations with other people just as I was mentioning in the beginning of the show it's it's like a for me specifically connecting with other people that are spiritual it allows a seamless flow for me to be able to speak whatever truth you know I feel in that same sense I feel that's what you're going to be linking on as well is that solid flow of communication where you're all kind of adding to this collective cloud and you're all on that same vibration that's where I feel all of the depth of your emotions that you're in right now are leading you into, are making those connections. Yeah, that'd be great. I just, you know, have to find these like-minded people. <laughs> yes. Honestly, you made a good step, I think, calling into the show. Uh, in my personal mm-hmm. opinion, I, I feel like you made a, a, a good step there finding people mm-hmm. of a more spiritual nature. And you even expressed that in the beginning of, of your call here that, you know, there's something that you kind of have thought about spiritualness or spirituality. I think this is going to be a really good place for you to start. Um, and again, take note that the emotions are part of the journey and they will influence you to making different decisions. For example, you know, uh, maybe you're walking down the street or you're somewhere and you see a sign that's like um, loving heart crystals for sale, you know, here and something about it because you feel a little bit vulnerable because you, you know, feel like, okay, maybe I need a little bit of love right now. I'm feeling um, upset or lonely or sad or what have you. And it just kind of lets you walk into that that store or that place or that booth or, or, you know, whatever it is because of how you're feeling. The emotions are going to be a huge part of what helps this influence and this process along. So that's why I feel I keep being shown the importance of really sitting in the emotions. You, I I don't personally feel worried about you. Some people I I feel worried about getting stuck in emotion um, because they, you know, may make, reactive choices but i don't feel that that's you i feel like you're you're more logical and methodical in the way that you make your choices and take action in your life and i feel like for you to sit within the emotion it feels you know how um wine takes a long time to curate to get to its 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 flavor and its potency in that same sense i can feel you almost curating uh in the emotional realm it feels like you are for the, uh, the, the sake of this metaphor, 
when the wine gets its potency for you, it's curating that wisdom through the emotion. It's curating a, a, a higher state of awareness for yourself that then gets transferred not only through your perspective, but to other people as well. And that's the other part of this is that what you have to, to curate in and soak up isn't going to just benefit you, but it is going to benefit other people. And I think you can do that in a multitude of ways, but what I keep being shown is that it will be communicated from yourself to others, some medium, and, it, and the beautiful thing is it can be of your choice. Um, again, whether it's writing, speaking, gatherings, um, in some way it'll be communicated from you. So that, I feel, is the importance uh, of soaking up those emotions right now. Whew. That's a lot, so. I know. <laughs> so does that I know. mean, um, so I always thought when the advice was when emotions come up, you know, let them, don't fight them, go with them and cry or whatever, and then it goes away and that's it and you've released it. And But you're saying to just kind of stay there and, and what? Just see if I feel it worse or it's not I think it's just about engaging more emotional experiences in your life you know and that's that's the way I see it I just feel like it's almost it's it's unique the way that I sense your mind it's kind of like you're you know when you're in an emotional circumstance you're still intellectually speculative it's as if you're observing you're watching yourself experience an emotion and you're kind of really just assessing the emotional response that you're having as opposed to just feeling it and go and, you know, experiencing it. I just feel like you, that's why I say looking towards having more of a close relationship to family, any family, whether it's your own, someone else's that's close to you, just the familial experience will help you to be able to express and engage in this part of you that I feel is emotionally repressed, as I said, due to some of your experiences with your family. So it's just about engaging in more emotional experiences, you know. However, I just think that that will open an amazing amount of doors for you in your future and in your life that will lead you to where you're supposed to be, as opposed to reaching for this business venture or to become, you know, a, a, a master healer or, or Reiki master, whatever it is that you think you need to reach for. And I'm not saying that that's what you're reaching for. <laughs> I'm just being facetious. But nevertheless, you know, I think you will be led where you're supposed to be led when you give yourself the opportunity or consciously try to engage more emotional experiences and, yeah. you know, to allow them to be uh, released. That's a beautiful way to put it. That Thank you. That's, that's, a, that's a beautiful way to put it. The emotional experiences is uh, a good way for your mind to focus on it. I wouldn't say, you know, keep rehashing and bring it. When you feel an emotion, I wouldn't say just keep bringing it up, but put yourself <laughs> in peace. Where, you know, the, the emotion can flow through you. I, I think that's a... Beautiful way to say it. Thank you, Dionysus. 
I'm laughing because Casey had said, what do I just, I thought this was so funny when you said this, Casey. You're like, so what do I just like, don't release the emotion, just feel it and sit with it and then feel worse. <laughs> I know. What an interesting know. interpretation, Casey. But no, <laughs> just have more emotion experiences. Watch some sad movies, something, you know, like just get the emotions flowing, meet emotional people, criers or huggers, all that kind of stuff. And besides, that's where all great ideas come from anyways, is being in that raw, uh, opened space. That's where where brilliant things come through. That's where your own source uh, connection, your own channeled energy, (laughs) authenticity, however you, you know, define it or look at it, that's where it kind of comes in. It's that raw creativity um, that gets channeled through, through emotion. So that's, I think, where the, the, the benefit is. That's where I feel like you can allow yourself to, to focus. You don't have to rehash everything and keep reopening the same wound, but uh, allowing emotional experience to keep that in your brain, to allow that, the mind to be guided by that. Uh, that's where I feel it becomes beneficial. All right. But what about watching the right. movie? Hmm? What's it? Watching Tear Jerker movie. Is that totally. a Totally, yeah. Totally. Do you usually do do, do tears well yes. up when you watch some sad yeah, movies? I try, okay, I good. Try very easily watching, you know, or even hearing some news sometimes. When uh-huh. we're listening to movies and or watching movies and and things that hit an emotional part of ourselves, what it yeah. does is it actually allows us to go in deeper within ourselves if you allow it. And I think that's what the, I believe I could be wrong in, you know, interpreting what they're saying, but I believe that's what the boys are saying here. The guys, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> well, what they're saying <laughs> in, in opening yourself up to emotional experiences, because when we, when, I'll give you an example. When I'm when I'm feeling on that verge, like I know I have to release some emotions, I will watch like P.S. I Love You or, you know, something that is going to make me start bawling. I know I'm going to turn on this movie. I'm just going to start crying. But what it does is I'm not particularly crying about the movie. I'm crying and releasing my own emotions, maybe things that I've been hanging on to or things that I'm not allowing myself to release uh, day by day mm-hmm. and we find that sometimes like especially when we're hit with em- with something that is hard for us emotionally we, you know we could be at the store and all of a sudden something will just hit us and we feel like we just want to drop to the floor and just ball but we can't at that particular moment so what it does is when we are watching these things is it allows us to express that those feelings that are coming up and well dwell you know welling up within us and it will re- allow us to release in a safe way or in a way that maybe we will um, feel more secure with releasing. But during that process, we're going to uh, just go in deeper within ourselves into our own souls and allow ourselves to express those feelings outwardly. Yeah. And here's the other thing, Casey, I'm going to finish up with this here, is that when we do that, when we allow emotions to flow, we change our vibration. And you know that whenever we change our vibration, we can Mm -hmm. attract different things to us. So keep that in mind as well, that when you change 
you know, how you're feeling, the way in which you vibrate, other people can pick up on this, whether consciously or unconsciously, and be drawn to you. Or you can draw yourself to different feelings or experiences. And this is where the key is, is that when you change your vibration, what's going to shift is not just you and not just, you know, how you feel, but literally the world around you. And I think that's the key here is when you get involved in that emotional experience, you can literally shift what is being drawn to you and, and where you're going to be going. So as that is the key, um, I, I think that you'll find different things developing, manifesting or being attracted to you based on your own vibration. That feels something important to be conscious of, you know, the, the vibration in which you are, how you, you know, kind of constantly or most regularly feel. Um, and then noticing what happens about, you know, where you see what's happening around you or the people that are being drawn to you. I, I think you'll find a lot of similarities um, when you shift into those spaces that you'll draw people of similar experience and that's, it's like a domino effect. You understand? Like, it's like one thing kind of leads to another, which leads to another. And then all of a sudden, you know, four weeks have passed and you're like, how did I even get involved with this, these people? And how did I even get up here? Like, you know, it, it's like a whole domino effect. So I think all that you need to let your mind focus on is just having emotional experience. And it's as if your subconscious or spirit or whomever it's like they do all the rest of the work and all you have to do is focus on emotional experience. Mm. Okay. Wow. All right, Casey. <laughs> well, this is the time to get totally involved and imbued within it. So I definitely wish you luck. Just allow yourself to, to be in those spaces. And I think it literally is almost going to, to take care of itself. All you're responsible for is just being in those emotional experiences. I will try all that. I will do all that. right. Thank you. All right, Casey. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. You You're too. Welcome. Blessings and happy you, new year, everybody. Happy new year. Happy new year. Bye bye. Thanks for calling, Casey. Bye bye. Ah, it can be so tough sometimes, you know, when everything that we knew before is teaching, you know, or, or in some ways taken away. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, we find ourselves repeating patterns or going about our life and, and we're being forced to change. And I, I know that she feels that something needs to change. Um, and it can be, you know, yeah. tough to figure that out. And sometimes one of the most simple things that we need to do is just be, right? You know, how many times have you either of you tried to force something to happen when all you needed to do was just let it happen, you know? Yeah. No, I've never done that, actually. <laughs> I can't agree. <laughs> I literally just go with the flow. That's my issue. I have to learn how to assert my force. Yes, that is true. I think with you, Dionysus, you're an enigma of your own and <laughs> live, live a very different path than most people like. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so Aquarius. I'm still the opposite. I'm like, here I am. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> uh, well, so we fun. only have a few minutes left on the, or in the archives, guys. So uh, I think 
What do you think? We can take like one more quick call here. Sure. Yeah. You guys okay with that? All right. Legos. So yeah. let's go. Legos. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. We'll take one more quick call. Let me go down my queue list here. Make sure we didn't skip anybody. All right. Look. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to explain why I said Lego. <laughs> I was just going to say I have to be the bridge for our, if there are slightly younger millennial crowds listening. Uh, we have to say some things that appeal to their senses because we're throwing around all these big spiritual terms and philosophical thoughts. And, you know, it's just, we have to keep it simple for some, some of the listeners. <laughs> all right. I know we don't have time. Go ahead. Get this car right. on board. I'm ready. Area code nine one four nine one four. You are live and on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from today. Hi, thank you for taking my call. My name is Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Where are you calling Hi. from today? I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. All right. And how can we help you? Um. Anything you pick up could be helpful. Um, I don't have um, a job at the moment. I don't have a love uh, partner. So I'm just looking for anything that you pick up new coming in for the the new year. One, the first thing, it's so funny. When when you first called, I I can't even show the hand gesture, but I just imagine someone like twiddling their fingertips together, like just anxious in a sense, like anxious, for just you just you you definitely have anxiety like it's weird like I, I know you I feel like you get anxiety sometimes that you have to like repress that like that that vibe um or that feeling um and now you're making my stomach get all butterflies and everything okay one minute <laughs> I gotta like detach from you for a second um I guess I just I know that you're gonna need to get assistance from I don't know, it, like from maybe someone in your family. I don't know if it's like if if it's a pride thing. You don't want to ask for help in that way, but I know that I can sense that it's just something that I feel is going to be necessary unless you can find some other resource. But now I feel nervous, so strongly nervous right now. I don't know why. I think I'm just feeling some of the things you're feeling. Um, yeah, but uh, that's I feel it so strongly. It's, crazy it's like um i but i feel like oh oh now my hand is shaking i'm just wild right now but <laughs> i feel like um i feel strongly like you know you are gonna have to get assistance from someone you don't really want to have to deal with uh, and i don't know why i get that feeling um and then i uh and financial assistance that's what i'm referring to more specifically and then um I get it, it seems like there's something coming up, like a deadline or something like that like that has to be met or something like that. I don't know why I get that vibe. Um but then I also feel I do feel you getting like a new job or something. It's just like that's if you allow yourself to settle cuz I just feel like you, you have a particular standard or idea or vision and you really want to make that happen and specifically, but I definitely feel like you're going to have to take take less of each uh, goal or ideal that you have. You have to take a lesser version in order to just get through this period. 
and then you'll be able to like escalate. You know what I mean? Um, and the the other guys yeah. probably could tap it more specifically. I'm just really emotionally oriented, so you know I just go by what I feel. What do you guys pick up? Well, oh, I'm uh, so right nervous. Away, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Take a breather. Take a breather, man. Um, I feel like all of this nervous energy is actually really important to note. Um, all right. Uh, I got good news and bad news. Uh, so let's just lead off with the bad news and get that out of the way. Uh, I do feel like there's uh, going to be quite an, uh, a clear uh, – I'm, I'm really not going to sugarcoat this. I'm not good at it. But uh, there's going to be some kind of a, a, a breakdown. I feel like you're going to be put in a place of rawness, kind of like how we were talking about in the very beginning of the show. But this almost feels forced. Um, and what I keep being shown is that you're going to be – definitely put in intense emotions, but it all feels for the right reasons. It feels like you're going to be getting into some deeper core definitions about your own self and who you are. The one thing in specific that I keep seeing is something about teachers. I don't, I can't pinpoint if you're going to like meet and become involved with teachers or be on path to become a teacher yourself. But I just keep feeling a strong teacher aspect and a lot of learning. I keep seeing a lot of reading. I keep seeing a lot of uh, investment into ideas like other people's ideas, um, picking up books, picking up their knowledge, their information. It just feels like a lot of study. And for whatever reason, it feels important for you to sort of, you know, become enveloped um, in this, this reading, this, 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 uh, I don't know. I just keep seeing this vision of your nose in a book, like in numerous books over and over and over again, because you come, it's as if whatever the breakdown generates, it's as if you come to an important realization and truth about yourself in which you now have something definite and defined for your own life and who you are. And it's that definition that's going to carry not only through your, your whole next year, but literally become a piece of you throughout your entire lifetime, I feel. So next year, I feel specifically it's all about definition and personal definition and the road, you know, that it takes to get there. It's not always pretty. You know, it can be a little uncomfortable at times. And I feel that it's all in good, positive aspect, you know, to, to your own consciousness, you know, in this lifetime, who you are and who you're becoming. So definition really is going to be the biggest, telltale of, of your 2020. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Let's see, Kathy. You're welcome. Did you pick up anything, Kathy? Anything you wanted to add? Uh, I just, I, you know, I, I just kept hearing the word March coming through my head. I don't know what March had to do really with anything, um, but it just felt like, I feel like the next couple of months, uh, same what the both of you had just said in regards to really her going into herself, kind of really um, having to release a lot of the, that anxiety <laughs> that you were feeling, all of these things. But it, it just feels like the next couple of months are going to be a lot of learning for her, whether this is on a physical level or whether this is actually on an internal level, spiritual level, that sort of thing. It just felt like that yeah. was really like these next two months are going to be boom. But then come March, 
what I kept feeling was things it here's the thing though what I also kept getting is she has two choices one is to dismiss that learning period and and kind of stay stuck or to release it and actually follow the path that um, the both of you had just you know told her about but but it it's not even just following what you guys have said. It would be more of her following her own intuition as, right. as, to, as to the learning. But I kept getting once she does that come around March is where things really start changing and just starting to flow. It's almost as though she gets into this flow of herself in a positive way. I did actually feel a relationship coming in, but not until closer into the end of the year. But (laughs) I also felt like, um, but it also felt too, is like she would be ready for the relationship because right now she's not ready for that. But it felt like coming into the closer of the year, um, you would be, oh, I didn't realize you were still alive. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. There you are. But yeah, I just feel like come March, (laughs) it's like, you're just, it's like this flow. I just see these waves coming through, but positive waves of this, all of these um, just higher vibrations, I guess, coming to you. And I feel like the middle of the year, like I want to say June, um, it, it's like the strength comes over you. But I also feel like a career coming through. And I, because I see, it feels more like you're not just looking for a actually looking for a career and mm-hmm. I just feel I just kept feeling come March like this is what I kept getting with come March I feel like you may have to um, settle just simply because you know it's to help financially or you may have to reach out to get you through that time period but at that same time don't let that I kept wanting to say to you don't let that bring you to a negative place because I feel like it's just a step it's just a step to get you further up that ladder but come March is where things start making those I I just the energy around that time period is just unbelievable I'm like I'm actually getting chills it's like you just boom (laughs) you just lost them (laughs) that's pretty much I love that you can sense that I can't sense time periods the way that you do and that's amazing um, and I was Usually hoping that someone was going to say too. about the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and you my did, time but periods you... are like really like, cause I just hear them. I feel them. But I also like when I receive a time period, what I do is I just, I kind of look around, like I'll hear a word, but then I'll start looking around it and I've seen the energy and if it's all flowing and if it's all connecting together, but then, um, a lot of the time periods, what people have to remember is it's, it's more of a following of like, I mean, I could, t- I could tell somebody, you know, March, but if they decide to go left rather than right, you know, if I suggest going right and in March, but if they decide to go left, then that timeline obviously is going to change. But I still feel that you would be brought to your path. It would just take longer. Yeah. That makes sense. I also much. feel for her that you feel like there's some remnants of like a like a little bit of a bitter likeness to a, 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 a an old relationship. I yeah. feel you. I I saw her in my mind getting. Oh yeah, I feel that. But I see you in my mind when I was hoping Casey, uh, Kathy was gonna say about this 
new relationship that I see because yeah. I felt it too. I saw you like girly and like yeah. <laughs> happy and giddy, but mm-hmm. that lesson, that lesson though, it was the lesson. It's gonna you're gonna learn have to learn the same lesson that you learned with this ex that you or have dealt with the same one. And I feel like I get a sense of um, what's that rose colored glasses? Like maybe sometimes you see a person is so much better than they are for you, you know, and then when reality crashes, it crashes hard. I feel the same lesson coming up with whoever this new partner will be. I do sense a new relationship, but I also sense that this, it's still like, um, I don't want to say Lucifer, but the the legend is, you know, he's super beautiful and everything and, you know, but it, it, it's, uh, what do they call it? A wolf in sheep's clothing. That's how mm. I feel about this. So, you know, just even okay. be careful with the new relationship that comes up. So that's what I'm going to give you. And I do sense you yeah. get another job and being a boss and that, too. <laughs> I feel too, like, though, is by the time that this new person comes through, I think a lot of it will be allowing those lessons to come because it, it you'll be able to recognize, like he, mm-hmm. uh, he said, the wolf in sheep's clothing. I hope that that makes sense. Like I, but I just feel like you're in a stronger place by the time this comes. And yeah. um, even if the I, I see, and this is what I'm hearing. Okay, <laughs> so what I what I'm also hearing is maybe not go for that first person that shows up because okay. I feel like the one after that will be. Um, it's almost like. It's almost like if you have the strength to push away the first one because you, you're going to be in a different place. You're going to be in a different emotional state. And so, yes, this might be a lesson. Yes, you might still have some of those rose-colored glasses on. But I feel like if you allow yourself to get into that place of strength, um, that these next few months are going to you know, be showing you you will be able to recognize that and sort of push it aside and allow something new to come through. Because sometimes I feel, too, relationships can test us. And basically, when we pass that test um, of repeating patterns, when we pass that and go, I'm not repeating this test anymore, that's when the universe really brings in what it is that we want or we need. Yeah. And it's going to be a beautiful world, so you've got to really fight. fight, that, fight it is. This. I definitely feel that. That's right. Beautiful world. Right. I, I just have a quick, I just have a quick, like, uh, a tiny question to follow up with that. Mm-hmm. About the um, ang- anxious energy that you're feeling so strongly, oh, I, it, yeah. it's, been, it's been affecting me to the point where I'm, I physically feel sick. And, and I don't know what's wrong and I don't know how to get rid of that energy. So I'm just wondering if there's any um, any tips that you could give me to, to try to get rid of this. Yes, oh download, my too, right? <laughs> download my it hypnotherapy track. Download my hypnotherapy track. It affects your breathing, too. Oh, God, Brandon. <laughs> well, that's one. <laughs> I know. But I, <laughs> Seriously, I, that thing that was the first literally strongest... for this reason. Well, how can she find that? It's right here on the show page. It's literally right there on the show page. Headphone hypnotherapy. Right oh, I literally was channeled this information to create a track that helps relieve and mitigate anxious feelings. It's literally the entire reason that I created it. You'll hear it right away in the beginning. If you want to just listen and let 
your own subconscious just do all of the work. All you have to do is fly back and listen. This is the exact thing that is necessary. It's why I created it. It's why I've used it. I've gotten amazing feedback from the people that have uh, listened to it and, and got involved in the hypnotherapy itself. It will, I, I, it is, it puts me out into a subconscious state every single time and it allows my own subconscious to do the work. That is one of the best ways to really let heal, healing happen. Your body has its own natural healing system. All you have to do is let it do its work. And I even explained that, you know, in the track and everything. Other than that, um, like Dionysus is saying, breathing, so that's going to be a huge one. You can, hypnosis, hypnotherapy. What? I would say hypnotherapy more specifically. Go ahead, Dionysus, sorry. Well, I was going to say, Thank I you. just feel like, it, it's not a breathing technique, but I feel like I can I can sense her, like, breathing starting to become affected but by, you know, the anxiety. But I do feel like hypnotherapy, sorry, is a good option. I feel like, CBD. I don't know if you have access to CBD oil or even just hemp seed oil. It still has some of the benefits, like you know, a food, food-wise. You know, that's supposed to help. Um, ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that, but you can get some in yeah. a tincture at whatever. Oh, you're in Pennsylvania. What the hell do we have there? What part, are you south or city or what part of it? Well, or I'm just visiting. I'm from New York. Sorry. I'm from New York, oh, so I'll, New York. I can get it in New okay, York. Okay, so mm-hmm. Whole Foods. Go to Whole Foods or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Union Square, Times Square, uh, anywhere. I mean, uh, 14th Street, that's where it is. Um, just get a tincture. Get ashwagandha. It's just a little herb. Like, you just put a little drop in. It tastes like horse. It's really, it's really not a good taste, <laughs> but um, it's really bad. But use some of that. Like, that will definitely help to just give you this sense of balance. It's an adaptogen. Mm-hmm. It will level out your hormones. It, it will help for sure. So hypnotherapy okay. from Brandon, get some ashwagandha from Whole Foods, and breathe it out. <laughs> Breathing is good. Honestly, I tell people all the time, like, you can 100% control the state that you are in just by breath. Literally, breath is your, that is your, your conscious and unconscious control of life. I mean, think about it even logically. Right now, if you were to breathe in really, really quickly and into the shallow part of your lung, like <laughs> you start to generate these, these anxious feelings. You start to feel like your, your body heats up. You can feel yourself getting a little bit more intense. You feel like, okay, things are getting intense. But if you stop for a second and just literally taking a slow breath in through the nose and then just slowly exhale, you literally shift the energy and the rate at which your body is vibrating. So anything that can help you with the breath, that will be monumental for you. I personally, I'll tell you what I personally like to do. I like to do not any yoga. I like to do kundalini yoga, specifically kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. It allows a connection between body, mind, and soul or spirit, as they say. And when you do that, it kind of, it's like these specific movements that you can actively force your body to do start generating different vibrations within you. That personally helps me uh, shift into almost any space, you know, that I want to put myself in, but it helps me to feel more connected and grounded to my own core. And honestly, all anxious feelings are, are just residual emotions that need to be let out in some way or addressed in some way. Um, so I, I think with even just these three or four things, you can monumentally shift these anxious feelings for yourself. 
more we talk, the more I keep feeling into stuff. <laughs> it's just well, we're about to run out of time. We're the... about to go off air, so <laughs> really, get, like two seconds long. One yeah. second. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so um, much, everyone. Bless like... you all. <laughs> Good night. You're welcome. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you all too. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Take care. You're welcome. God bless you. Oh, what a beautiful oh. energy. I had I hate to cut her off, but we're literally about to go off air in two seconds, like two seconds. I hope she listens. Um, I know she's going to be able to take those things to heart. Uh, so uh, real quick, anybody um, that's listening in, Kathy, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you real quick? I am on uh, Facebook under Spiritual Readings and Tarot, uh, also on Instagram under the same name, and you can find me both those places. Perfect. Dionysus, do you want anybody to contact you? No, or you just here for the ride? no I don't <laughs> want anyone. Don't call me. Don't try and message me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will not respond. <laughs> but I love you all. True. It's hard to get them on the phone either for me, folks. <laughs> all right. And uh, for me, if you want to reach me, Brandon Hauser, the Dream Teacher. That's thedreamteacher.com, plain and simple. Of course, follow the show if you would like. If you are listening in, and you want to hear your reading over again, download the show on iTunes Podcast or Google Podcast. You can do so right on the show page. Search either The Dream Teacher or Sage Advice, and you can download the show right to your device and listen to your reading over again. Maybe there's some insight that you wanted to hear, didn't fully catch what was going on, so you can do that. Uh, if you want, follow the show to be updated when shows come up, as sometimes they come up randomly. Follow the show, and you'll be updated on when each show comes up. Thank you all for listening, past, present, and future listeners. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.